Welcome to SADCAST, the podcast for working creatives. This is episode 62. I'm your host, Pamela Rooney's creative director and co-publisher of the physical magazine, SADMAG. So three years ago, I did a Pecha Kucha talk all about how doing what you love leads to good work and good things for your life. What was omitted or maybe alluded to in the last minute of the talk was the sacrifice that it takes. There was this image going around on social media last week from Adam Kurtz, a designer from New York, and it's a quote that says, do what you love and you'll, and then this is crossed out, never work a day in your life, and then replaced with, you'll work super fucking hard all the time with no separation or any boundaries and also take everything extremely personally. And that's really the flip side of that talk, and I couldn't agree with it more. Needless to say, that post was shared and liked a lot, probably by creatives. Well, really anyone I think that applies to. And like I mentioned last ep, I've been struggling with anxiety and stress, and it's sad to think that it could be a result of being so passionate about my work, and that it becomes all-consuming, and then the perfectionist in me can't even enjoy it because... It feels like nothing I do is even good enough. So I've been having some success actually with meditation lately though. And I've been using that Headspace app. This is not a paid promotion, just something I download. um, I downloaded at the bequest of every other podcast who endorses it. Anyway, that's been working really well. Um, The CBD vape pen I mentioned last time I think made it worse Uh, My husband has since adopted it, and he seems to like it, so to each their own, I guess. Speaking of Pecha Kucha, uh, it's back for volume 46, October 18th at the Vancouver Playhouse. This year, um, they partnered up with the Vancouver International Film Fest to celebrate inspiration, particularly the sort that comes from live events with a shared audience, and they will have lots of great events coming up um, more than just the uh, Pechacucha, so keep your eyes peeled. What a gross expression that is. Anyway, be sure to get your tickets ASAP for Pechacucha October 18th because they do sell out super quick. So my guest today is actually a new member of the SAD team, Sid Danger, a talented illustrator and designer, and yes, that is her real name. Sid has lots of experience designing magazines, something we both know a thing or two about, and I was so happy to get to talk with her. Also new to the sad cast is our producer, Naomi Ryan. Yay, I finally trapped someone into being my producer. (laughs) So thank you uh, for joining me, Naomi, and I'll try not to make you hate podcasting. Okay, here's my chat with Sid. Sid, welcome. Hi, thank you. (laughs) All right, so said we both went to the same program yes this is true idea but before that where were you oh man I had a slew of very odd jobs but I guess if we're going all the way back my family is from England oh um like your parents are are, yes wow they have accents yeah they do Uh, my mom's is a little looser she was born in England and then spent her teen years in Germany and then moved here so she she only gets an accent when she's like talking to my grandma about things. Um, but yeah, so this um, explains your name. Oh, really? I think so because I feel like Brits have like a, I don't know, quirkier sense of humor. Yes. So to name your kid Danger as a yeah. name, <laughs> it's pretty. I mean, I love it, but it makes sense. 
little Austin Powersy. Yeah, kind of. definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's got those vibes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, and then basically I had like a bunch of really odd jobs before I decided that I would try to get into some sort of um, like art school. So I like worked on a fish farm that was floating in the middle of Sunshine Coast. Wow. I worked at a traveling circus. What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what, what did you do? Uh, you know, Cavalia? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I worked at the, like, in the VIP tent wow. with all the celebrities. I got to, like... What? Yeah. Who did you meet? Um, well, David Suzuki, which cool. was kind of cool. Kate Beckinsale. Really? Yeah. Wow. Very angular. Angular? Yes. <laughs> that's, like, the that's like the one... The best descriptor. descriptor. Yeah. She's very angular. pointy. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was also Shia LaBeouf, but he was, like, super weird about it. Like, mm-hmm. they were no. all, like, yeah. <laughs> they were all, um, like, nobody really cared. Like, it was our job to not care, right? Right. But Shia LaBeouf had, like, this, like, cap on, like, pulled right down over his eyes. Oh, and his coat on. popped up and he was all looking around. Like, Relax. he didn't want anybody to notice. This was before he got, like, kind of artsy and interesting right this was when he was just a regular old Shia LaBeouf from uh, even Stevens yeah <laughs> yeah 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 I haven't forgotten Shia yeah anyway okay um so I did that I worked at a petting zoo do you feel like you were resisting being an artist <laughs> oh man I just don't know if I it's funny because I only really took like a year off between high school and going to university and I just kind of like gathered these jobs over like a couple summers but I don't know like when I was in high school being a graphic designer wasn't something that was ever really talked about as a career option hmm. so you know like it's you know, true they yeah, didn't tell you yeah like you know when um, you have to sit down and like take those tests to like like you know you're sitting on like your old mm-hmm. computer and mm-hmm. clacking away and it at the end, it'll be like, you're a doctor. Or you're a. There's like five professions. A, it's yeah. Like lawyer, doctor, accountant. Yeah. Mine know. said artist. Wow. <laughs> My parents were thrilled. Um, no. Um, but. Wow. Uh, it actually. Yeah. I'm surprised it was even an option. Yeah. It said artist. I don't think it went into any of the design parts no, of it. It was just not. like, you'll starve. But I don't like. <laughs> Mine said director, but that's very hmm. vague. Yes. Yeah. It's like, of what? Yeah. <laughs> just of things. Yeah, of anything. Um, I'm bossy, yeah. essentially. But okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I took, I was in art classes in high school. It was the only thing that I was really, like, kind of good at. I wasn't very academically strong just because, um, I don't know. I was never really good at tests. Mm. Do you get nervous? Yeah. I don't like being put on the spot yeah. for things. Like, just being that one person where people are like, the teacher's like, answer this question right now. And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm trying Math to- panic is a thing, yeah. too. Yeah. That's fully a thing. Yeah. I've read that. So, um, yeah, I was in art class. I had this incredible, extremely eccentric art teacher who, like, this one day a crow flew in through the window and he made the entire class leave and then shut the door and just spent the entire day just hanging out with the crow. Like what? he canceled Himself? all of this. Yeah. He was just like, I just want to hang out with this crow for the whole day. So he was just like That's really weird. Yeah. What was he really doing? I don't know. No, he like I mean, I think people pop their heads in and he was just like sitting hanging out with this crow. Bizarre. Yeah. I mean he also the first day I had class, I walked in 
and um, he had some somebody's sculpture that they had made and some like two people's sculptures. And he went, okay, this, this is art, right? And he pointed at one of the sculptures and then he was like, and this, this is shit. And he picked it up and he just smashed the student's sculpture on the ground <gasps> and was like, welcome to art. And I was like, oh, so God. cruel. Yeah. So. I mean, that's obviously stuck with you. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I think about him actually quite often. I hope he's, like, he just... When you're done, are you like, is this art or shit? <laughs> yeah. I mean, usually I'm just like, this is shit, but, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> um, <laughs> one day I hope that is this art will be in, in my equation. But, um, yeah, so when I went into the program, I was pretty sure design was like where you put your couch in your house Mm -hmm. I like just didn't didn't know that it was a thing and actually during the program I was like I don't want to be a designer and I was quite like strong-minded about it I was like I don't like design it has too many rules I don't know what I'm doing Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to like draw things and like make a living from that yeah because the idea programs illustration and design and you can Mm -hmm. sort of like choose a stream or like at the time when yeah. we were in it, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it's quite different now. Is it? Do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You have so. to kind of do both the entire way? Or? Um, yeah, I think I think so. Or or they make you choose earlier. Oh. It's not like a, like, it's kind of a last minute thing. But I, I mean, I learned a lot when I was there. It's, it's a very intense program. Like but when wise. did the switch happen? Because you were, you were not going to be a designer. Yeah, I graduated not wanting to be a designer. And then... I mean, I and guess the money is in yes. design <laughs> yeah. more than it is in illustration, at first at least. Yeah, well, the thing was, I started doing, I actually started off freelance, which was interesting. Um, like not, illustration or design or both? Or, both. Yeah. So um, I started off freelancing and I was doing, I actually like found like a weird niche doing like beauty clients okay. like a lot of like Yale town like beauty places were having me like rebrand them and do collateral for them and that kind of stuff and I just figured out pretty quickly that that wasn't what fulfilled me mm-hmm. but through doing that I learned that I kind of appreciated design um mm-hmm. and I actually ended up going back I was like okay well maybe I want something that's a little bit more flexible but is like you know, a steady paycheck kind of a thing in design. So I actually went back to um, university and started working as the layout designer for the university newspaper. The Cap Courier. Cap Courier, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, and that's kind of what started snowballing my incredibly niched mm-hmm. uh, design career, I guess. Um, I, yeah, I just kind of learned the basics of and the do's and don'ts of layout there um, and kind of like tried to like remember everything that my professors had taught me about it when I was like off doing other things. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, definitely needed a refresh. But from there, I actually I actually started working at uh, Adbusters magazine, which is a very interesting first job. Our producer also worked there for a while. Oh. There's so many people I know that have, like, worked there briefly. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, funny because yeah. we're all in, like, the same, like, 
just club together where we're like it's like you've gone you. through a war yeah <laughs> sort of yeah, later yeah. yeah. I've heard um, we've all heard the stories yeah um <laughs> I won't go too deep into it but what I did appreciate from working at Adbusters is the actual design of the magazine is very interesting mm-hmm. in the way that they go out of their way to break every single rule in design mm-hmm. um and what that kind of taught me as well was just to take a step back from the computer once in a while and like do something tactile mm-hmm. um you know I would like writ- like print out poems and stuff like that and on sheets of paper and crumple them up and then rip them up and put them back together and tape them onto the page and then scan them in and then you would get this really cool effect that you just couldn't replicate um through like through yeah uh, programs and that I mean it kind of like started to build my like I don't want to say style because it's not great for a designer to have like a personal style I feel but but I feel like it's hard for people to remember you if you don't yeah it's really weird it's a weird balance of like having your your own I don't know like what you're passionate about making Mm -hmm. but also being able to like kind of be a chameleon and like fit to whatever your client I guess needs you to do yeah yeah it is very difficult because you do want to I don't know why does it yeah it's like why does it matter Mm-hmm. But it does matter. When I it look does, at my yeah. portfolio, I want it to feel like it's coming from a place. Yeah, like cohesive. Yeah. But, but then also not that you're niched in this one <sighs> specific style. Yeah, it's right? so tough. Yeah. And it's so the opposite for illustration because you yeah. really need a specific style for illustration. For sure. Or else you're not really booking anything because they yeah. don't know what they're getting. Yeah, exactly. And you're not memorable. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, so that's very interesting, and, and I had a a good time there just learning that I think it it changed design for me because I was so stuck on the idea of there being so many rules that you had to follow, mm-hmm. and, like, I was like, it's like the math of art <laughs> design. Like, it's nerdy you know, art. Yeah, you have to, like, use InDesign, and, you know, nobody likes to do that, and, and, yeah, uh. like terrible I don't want to use rulers what are you talking about um so that that helped me change my mindset about what design was and what I could do in that space um and once I had adbusters as a job it kind of helped me get other print publications so I also I still currently work for Geist um which is a Canadian literary magazine um super awesome yep, people yeah. um just Big lovely ups to yes uh and um yeah and then I started working for actually I also did beetroot for a while oh cool I kind of been a little bit all over the place but I um ended up at a publishing company um no surprise yeah so I kind of I do a lot of magazines now lots of different ones and now sad. And now sad. The next issue of sad. Yes. Spoiler alert, Sid <laughs> is designing the next issue. Yes. I'm very excited, actually. I'm also very excited. Yeah. This is great. Well, you're like a seasoned vet here. Yeah, I guess so. I never thought I would be a seasoned vet at anything, so it's quite... <laughs> you did it. <laughs> yeah, I did it. <laughs> nice. I mean, what are the some of the frustrations in design, though, for you? Um... 
I don't know, like, I really feel like, especially in print, there are just so many, like, rules and stuff that you have to follow just through, like, typography, and it's hard to sometimes break out of the box and do something different. Um, Do you find that it's, like, um, the client that's stopping you from doing that definitely sometimes definitely it I mean it fully depends on who you're designing for I think also I worry and have many existential crises Mm. that I'm extremely niched Mm. in like a very um in an area of design that is uh dying (laughs) I mean the world will always need like designers especially print designers i mean it's never going to go away completely (laughs) and those skills are transferable to lots of things also that's fair i mean it's just you're someone that's going to be good at dealing with a lot of content Mm. and organizing it Mm. in a way that's palatable which is that everyone needs that that's fair yeah i it's like it's hard to feel that way when you're only working on that but it's yeah. like I swear if you got another job that was something a little different mm-hmm. I mean you're not going to be starting from zero yeah yeah that's yeah don't worry <laughs> <laughs> don't worry <laughs> but yeah it's yeah I, I get it could be scary like pr- yeah it's like why make a magazine I mean I've heard it <laughs> yeah yeah it's like what are you doing yeah it's like yeah it's a bit crazy but I think People still want to hold on to something. I mean, yeah, record sales are up, guys. Yeah, like, that's everything true. Everything old is new again. <laughs> I think magazines are coming back around. Yeah, I think the magazines that are dying are actually the less specialized ones. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, I I do like. I mean, I personally feel like I'm a little bit of a collector. Like I like to just have the things that I like and appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, So, you know, if hopefully if there are lots of people like me that like to have things. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have lots of uh, books and magazines at your house? Yes. It's I mean, it's filling up. Um, I have like a bookshelf situation that's like slowly. I'm just trying to be kind of choosy about it. Yeah. Um, But I'm super into um, like uh, myths. Oh. Myths, like folklore. Interesting. Um, so I'm reading Mythos okay. by Stephen Fry. Right oh, now. interesting. Yeah, and it's a retelling of all the Greek myths. Oh, man. Okay. So myths, gods, all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can see that in your illustration work for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that kind of your favorite stuff to draw? I feel like you draw a lot of like animal type stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's funny because I used to pretty much only draw people mm-hmm. um yeah and I think I mean that like tarot themes and like I'm just also very drawn to like the tattoo kind of um neo-traditional styles mm. um so I just sort of started you know like developing my style that way have you ever thought of um doing tattoo work I've thought about it I would love to um I'm just, I'm so, I'm so hard on myself. You know, like I'll start to put together a portfolio and I'll be like, no, <laughs> no, restart. <laughs> I, it's hard to do that with someone's skin. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> but I no think control Z on it's the, uh, I mean, I think getting an apprenticeship, like especially in Vancouver is quite tough. Like there's just a mm. lot of competition and, yeah. um, you know, tattooing is so huge here that yeah. everybody kind of wants to be a tattoo artist. But so. you could just do it yourself. You don't even need to go anywhere if I you mean, wanted. How much is a tattoo true. gun? I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Um, and then, yeah. How but like practice? who would, who, who? <laughs> who People would do. Sign? I, I mean, I don't know who would let me do that. You just do it on something that looks like human skin. Take a really <laughs> close picture of it. Instagram it. Yeah. And repeat until someone's like, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Just on like some leather and be like, they were really old. They got a lot of sun. I feel like people do it with pigs. Yeah. People do it with yeah. pig skin. They also, I've seen like apprentices tattoo on like bananas and oranges, like mm-hmm. grapefruits, that kind of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's doable, but then it's like, yeah, put it on the list of the tarot cards. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, your style does seem very like good for like tattoo work oh. for sure I think. yeah i think I, I mean i'm just super interested in it just the whole culture behind it and mm-hmm. i mean i'm getting there i've got two sleeves now and started on a leg um, well who's doing yours uh one of my sleeves is by kaya heitland okay um she's a sacred heart and uh, my other sleeve is by i'm gonna pronounce this name wrong because i do every time but uh he goes by eckel Okay. E-C-K-E-L. Okay. Um, and he is, I mean, he's incredible. I get, I mean, the peop- the amount of people that, like, stop me on the street and ask me about my tattoos is extremely high, but they're usually commenting on his, wow. on his work. That's cool. The sleeve that he did is actually um, the Greek goddess Artemis. Oh. Uh, and one of her symbols, um, a stag. This reminds me, was there not an Artemis in Sailor Moon? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Was it a cat? Yeah, I think so. Great. Nailed the, it. The moon on? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the moon is also one of her symbols, so that makes a lot of sense. Totally. See, that's something I did consume as a child, so maybe that's yeah, where it all came circle. from. Yeah, full circle. There you go. <laughs> Sailor Moon. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Do you like... So you must like comics and stuff. Then. I love comics, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was a big nerd about it. Did I'm still a big nerd about it. <laughs> Do you ever make a like graphic novel? Uh, again, thought about it. Yeah. Um... How's the writing portion for you? Would that be interesting to you? I, I don't think my brain just does not work that way. Mm. I'm so visual. Like uh, there was this test that we had to take in um, the program and it kind of showed you on the scale where you leaned uh, right brain versus left brain. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like kind of in the middle, like maybe leaning a little bit more right to the creativity. I was the farthest right that you could possibly get and it literally said no logical thinking skills whoa boy how <laughs> did you like, get here hmm. <laughs> honestly <laughs> i that's a bit insulting I don't it like was that. it I was like i that. mean i had a, i still laugh about it it's kind of true i mean i i'm just i'm a little everywhere like i purposely arrive an hour to 30 minutes early to everything because I give myself getting lost time. Oh boy. Like, but that's, but I went for coffee before this. Wow. But it's logical to come early though. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. That's like looking ahead. I have to, or else I'll be late. I don't want to be late for things. So I arrive very early. I really appreciate that. (laughs) That's nice. I like it. That's good. (laughs) Okay. Well, you're figuring it out. You figured it out. Yeah. 
ah, it's so interesting yeah and it's like people like that like yeah at school it's like really hard to feel like you're doing well because you're mm-hmm. not measured on the things that you're actually good at I mean there's yeah. like one art class per you know semester or yeah. whatever and then what you're just gonna feel terrible the rest of the time <laughs> Yeah, I was also in French immersion. Oh, me too. God. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So that's tough too because you're like taking math in French and you're like, can I just know what this says? Like another barrier? Do we need this? (laughs) Yeah. But you know, I think that makes you, I mean, as much as I found that frustrating also, I feel like it does make you, I don't know, maybe more, (laughs) gives you more grit perhaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you have to really work for just basic comprehension. Yes. Like, you know what's bad when you have gym in French? Like, P.E. <laughs> My P.E. was in French. Oh, boy. Um, which is also, like, I'm just not coordinated, so I just injured myself a lot there. Typical yeah. art kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, me neither. Indoor kid all the yeah. way. Yeah. And not gym. None of that. Yeah. Indoor, def- I mean TV. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, it's so funny because I feel like, especially living in Vancouver, you're pressured a lot to be, like, a hiking, like... It's true. You know... It's like, should I not be allowed to live here because I don't want to do that stuff? Right. But it's still beautiful for me. Yeah. But I don't want to go there. Yeah. Like, I just need a goal. Like, I can't... Like, I don't want to walk somewhere just to walk. You know what I mean? Like, is there a picnic up there? Because then I'll go. Are you good um, doing type by hand? Uh, I can do, like, not that beautiful script. I- I'm trying very hard. <laughs> It's so hard. I, it's so hard. Um, I don't but, think I have aptitude for it at all. Yeah, but I really like doing type with um, just like a paintbrush and ink. Um, that kind of, yeah, that kind of like very expressive mm-hmm. um, style where you really get like the ink texture. Mm-hmm. Um, that I have a lot of fun doing and I do quite regularly now. That's but, good. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind taking like a class on how to do script. Yeah, I find it, like, just, I don't know. It's like my hand isn't steady enough. Mm, it's yeah. like, or all of a sudden when there's so much pressure, or, like, I stop. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, like, ink pooling. Yeah. Not, oh, no. Uh, yeah. I do the same thing where something. I, like, I get halfway through, and I'm like, okay, and it's turning out so good. Just keep going. And then you're, like, overthinking it yep. by in the middle. Classic. And then the rest of it is just shit. So, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I know. One sometimes day. I feel like. I don't know if you feel this way. Sometimes when you don't have a lot of time to do a project, sometimes it turns out really well because mm-hmm. you don't do You're not that overthinking, overthinking it. thing. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way. But I feel like a few of my projects where I've only had a limited amount of time came out really well and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, would, would that have happened had I spent? Otherwise, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's hard to say, especially like billing too, like – billing per hour or That's whatever so hard i well, feel like yeah. punishes efficiency i wouldn't i don't do it yeah personally yeah but um yeah i know some people have asked some new designers have asked me mm-hmm. how to bill and i'm telling yes. you right now yeah don't bill by the hour no bad idea no uh one of the professors at capilano was like if you do bill by the hour do it and then go go to the bar 
have some drinks, come back, and then bail them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's not... It's just it doesn't work because, I mean, one of the things I have going for me <laughs> is that I'm fast. I'm, yeah, so I'm, how's that going to work out for exactly. you? Exactly. It's terrible. Yeah, because um, you're fast and good, like, you should be punished? No. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it just makes people give me more work, basically, is what, yeah. <laughs> what it ends up doing. But, um, yeah, I tend to do, like, flat rate, generally. Yeah. Just, I think so. You know. Did it take a while getting a handle on... Um, all the like money stuff. I mean, you freelance right out of the gate, so mm-hmm. you you got it down by now. But um, yeah, I mean, it definitely took a while. I feel like I have a general strategy. I think you just have to, I mean, really look at what you're paying yourself an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, are you getting paid eight dollars an hour at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. And then, what kind of supplies do you need? Like, what you know, how much time is this taking? And then generally I'll ask them, like, what's your budget? Like, what is your, what would you like to spend mm-hmm. on this project? Mm-hmm. And if they have a budget that they absolutely cannot go over, I'll be like, cool, we can work within that, but I'm not working over, you know? Like, yeah. And then I'll know, okay, like, they're paying me this amount of money. But are you good at doing that? Like, what if you're like, but it's not to, like, but I don't like it yet, but they haven't paid for it. I find it hard. I, I always will do more than I'm getting paid pretty much, which is terrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's kind of just like the curse of perfectionism, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I do that as well. I think, I don't know, you just kind of have to size up if, if the project itself is, is, is worth, worth it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like knowing that you do that, should I even take this project? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ugh. Well, and also it's like, do they seem reasonable? Does this mm-hmm. person seem like they're going to be a pain in the ass? Yeah. Do you feel like you can get more work in the future from them? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this piece will allow you to get more work in general? Yeah. Like these are all things that you should kind of take into consideration, but just don't undervalue yourself, you know? And that's something that I'm personally still working on because I'm always like, oh, I don't know. Like, mm. I, you know, if someone was to ask me, like, what I charged an hour, I'd be like, eh, I don't know, like, whatever. Oh, I just won't even answer that question, no. I'll tell you. Um, I don't want to be working minimum wage, that's for sure. But, you know, like, it, it's hard not to undervalue yourself as a creative because we're just in a in a general society that's like, you should be doing all this work for me for free, for mm-hmm. exposure, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, and then you get all these sites that are like, oh, we'll make your logo for you, or... The ones that are like the $5 ones, yeah. where they're like, oh, I'll design your booklet for $5. Get off those sites. It's like, what? Are... You're not helping anybody. You're not helping yourself. No. And it's going to be garbage. Yeah. It's going to be actual garbage. And somebody's sitting... Like, I just imagine just like the saddest person doing that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like sadly working for five dollars. How how could it even possibly work for five dollars? Template. Would, a template. But, I mean if you were doing like a booklet, it would be a But there's template. revisions. How does that yeah. happen? Does I mean it, Yeah, because the clients just give you exactly what, what they, they want to print yeah, that, the first never. time. <laughs> all in one email. Yeah. They never do that. No. <laughs> No, it always comes back and they're like, yeah, we actually have like 40 revisions. We don't want to use any of those things. Oh, we got to add this extra paragraph that doesn't fit unless it's five points. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Groovy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had somebody. So I've been designing this magazine and um, basically they came back 
you know, like yeses all across the board throughout the whole process of touching base with them. And they made like the tiniest, I'm sure to them it just felt like the tiniest change, Mm -hmm. but they were like, oh, instead of the type all being left justified, we want it to be ragged. Okay. And it just Just, just changed everything. I was like, okay, so I have to redesign the whole magazine now. Oh, boy. Because none of my layouts work for ragged type. And then you have to, yeah. It's like easier to go the other way. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I'm still, I mean, I haven't done it yet. (laughs) Oh, no. So it's just really still on your mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm still, I mean, we're waiting for more stuff to come back from them like editorially changes Ugh, so i'm just i'm really hoping that i can just be like no no does <laughs> or this also, really matter to you yeah well you could be like it's gonna take this long yeah so just yeah. so you know if like if it's not that important yeah let's let's not yeah exactly <laughs> How about yeah i think you kind of mentioned it like earlier <laughs> like i think i don't know for a magazine like i like like i kind of like it justified even mm-hmm. though i know it can create some weird things like you have to really get in there and you make... have to be yeah you should be on top of it but i just prefer i prefer the just the very clean mm-hmm. kind of sleek look that it gives mm-hmm. i although like i do feel like there's a time and place for ragged for sure and it, yeah i think like the first few sad megs i did were ragged mm-hmm. and then i just remember fussing over the rags mm-hmm. so much and yeah I was like, fuck this so like, the thing is it. they both they both require fussing yeah right? just in different ways yeah i don't know i prefer yeah i, I went to justified i think the last one the guys that did it changed it to ragged i can't remember i think so i think they did i think so but i don't think i like that so we're gonna do okay cool <laughs> Because I could want well, to do it know. Ragged. Okay, great. So yeah. here we go. Design I mean, decision made. Yeah. You know, what seemed like a small change to them was a massive change to me, which I think is kind of interesting. Sometimes just educating them or, or having a client that is educated, mm-hmm. that has done it before. Yeah. It's happened. Well, happens a lot here at Rethink. Sometimes yeah. you get a new client and they just have no clue yeah. <laughs> about the process. Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, and you don't want to be condescending to anyone either. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, because I mean, yeah, people just really have no idea about the process of mm-hmm. of creating things. It's kind of interesting, actually. I don't know how people think it's done. Well, I've often otherwise. thought. Do you think there could be like a um, reality show? Oh, or would it be too dull? <laughs> um, they have that. Know. You know what? There'd be a lot of crying. There'd be, a lot <laughs> There'd be a lot of, like, strung out people on coffee. Yeah. I feel like it could be made entertaining. They had that show, The Pitch. Do you remember this? No. Oh, It was, like, this maybe. ad show where, um, like, two companies would compete <laughs> on a piece of business. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think I saw that one. It was, one. like, ad work. Oh, that's funny. And, I mean, it I, probably more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's definitely, like, a niched yeah, I think but, it was canceled. Yeah, but, um, some of the stuff they came up with was just garbage, and it was yeah, it was funny to see them stress over something that would be terrible, and you're yeah. like, this is not worth staying up all night, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, I and think, were, yeah, I think it would be interesting as a show. Yeah, you could make it interesting. I felt like that was maybe like low budget or mm. they didn't really go for it. You have yeah. to sort of sensate. Well, I guess any reality TV show is like pretty sensationalized. Yes. Or yes. they would like plant 
like oh you know what they would do this is what they would do and it would just be bad for designers they would like purposefully like unplug their computer yeah. or like delete their files yes. or yeah to that's create exactly drama right. yep so maybe that's not good for anybody <laughs> okay well i don't know what else? do you want to talk about anything else what do you, uh, what's going on for you you want to plug anything no i have nothing to plug <laughs> <laughs> i'm just over here struggling to survive you're not you're not i uh I, I recently, I adopted a kitten two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. That's why I can't plug anything because I don't have anything to <laughs> plug have because done. I've been Your cats. trying to raise a kitten. Will you, uh, you guys just adopt a cat from Vokra. That's your plug. Yeah. Or adopt, SPCA. don't shop. Adopt, don't shop. You know, it's great. All right. Um, well, thanks yeah. for coming to talk with me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So I just wanted to alert you to a great new album by Parquet Quartz. I can't stop listening to um, this album. It's called Wide Awake. It's really great. Um, and I haven't traditionally been a fan of them, but um, you really got to listen to it. The first like four or five tracks are amazing. Um, but that's not actually what I'm going to play for you today since they aren't Canadian. And I'm trying to keep it in the fam if I can. I know I don't always do that, but... There's actually another great new album out by Peach Kelly Pop um, called Gentle Leader, and they are Canadian. Um, it's such a fun album, and it reminds me of being a teenager, and somehow this song seemed really appropriate for my interview with Sid. So here's the track Black Magic by Peach Kelly Pop. <laughs> Thank you. 